congregation, the text for this first Passion Sunday is from Genesis 22, the whole chapter, but let me only read the first two verses. Genesis 22, 1 and 2. And it came to pass after these things that God did tempt Abraham and said unto him, Abraham, and he said, Behold, here I am. And he said, Take now thy son, thine only son Isaac, whom thou lovest, and get thee into the land of Moriah, and offer him there for a burnt offering upon one of the mountains which I will tell thee of. So far. The theme for this morning hour is Abraham not sacrificing Isaac. Four thoughts. The call to sacrifice Isaac. Secondly, the faith to sacrifice Isaac. Thirdly, the call to stop sacrificing Isaac. And for place, another sacrifice instead of Isaac. Abraham not sacrificing Isaac. The call to sacrifice Isaac. The faith to call, sorry, the faith to sacrifice Isaac. The call to stop sacrificing Isaac. And another sacrifice instead of Isaac. Congregation, young people, before we go to the text and the Bible story, you know the Bible story, don't you? First, a few things for clarification. Israel was surrounded by the Gentiles. They did not serve Jehovah, the Lord of Israel. They served Molech and Baal and other idols. And especially Baal and, and Molech were very well known also among the Israelites. One of the things they did is they sacrificed babies. They sacrificed toddlers. They sacrificed teenagers. It was normal. They thought they would bring fertility to the ground. And the Lord had always warned against it. Was never in favor of it. So this morning, I you hear of Abraham called to sacrifice Isaac, don't have the wrong idea. The Lord was never in favor of that. Rather the opposite way. Let me prove that. I read in Leviticus 20. He that give birth any of his seed unto Molech, 
he shall surely be put to death. The people of the land shall stone him with stones. Now I will set my face against that man, and I will cut him off from among the people, because he has given of his seed unto Molech to defile my sanctuary and to profane my name. See? We also read in another place, Thou hast burned thy sons with fire for burnt offerings and to Baal, which I commanded not, nor spake it, neither came it into my mind. See? It didn't even enter the mind of the Holy Lord to sacrifice babies. You're the holy. However, the Lord wanted to test Abraham. But Abraham has laid the things in the hands of God. Something else before we go there? This is Genesis 22, right? And it begins with, after those things, after these things, so let's refer back to the chapters 12 through 21. So we have to build, to read in, 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 in context. The Lord has called Abraham from Ur of the Chaldeans. He obeyed the Lord. The Lord had, had promised him to, have, to, be a, to be a huge nation, and his seed will be as the stars in the heaven. And it did not happen. They had no children. And was a concern for them. But even more concern is the Lord that promised that the seed will be a blessing for the whole world. In other words, the Messiah will be born out of them. And it did not happen. It did not happen. So they're concerned. And then Sarah, as you know, had that idea of giving her slave girl to Abraham that she would bear him a son. And they did so, and Ishmael was born. And they thought, this is the son. This is my only son. This is the son I love. This is the son God's promise. This is the son of God's covenant. This is Jesus. But the Lord said, no. The Lord said, from Sarah, a son will be given. Okay. Sarah laughed. By, by the way, Isaac means laughter. But the Lord promised that they would have a son together. And they received the son. And when parents receive a child, they're always happy. But in this case, they received a confirmation of the promises of God. They received a confirmation of the birth of Jesus. He will be born out of him. 
delivered now a family. And the Lord had promised uh, that they would have a child. They have a child now. And in the meantime, Hagar had been sent away because it did not work in the family. And the Lord wanted to have a special attention to Isaac. And came to pass after these things that God did tempt Abraham. And he tempted him in the most serious way. Challenging him. Trying to see what he would say. What he would do. If he had to sacrifice this son. And he said, take now thy son. Thine only son, was he? Was he the only son? Hmm. Take now thy son, thine only son Isaac, whom thou lovest. Oh, yes. And get thee into the land of Moriah. And offer him there for a burnt offering. Upon one of the mountains, which I will tell you. It probably happened at night. I would think a dream. And God spoke to him, Abraham, he said. And Abraham responded to the Lord, Behold, here I am. That is different from Adam. Where art thou, Adam? He was hiding. He felt guilty. Abraham did not feel guilty in particular but he said, here I am. He has a relationship with the Lord. The Lord spoke to him, and he spoke back. They were close. And the Lord said, take now thy son. Take now. This morning I was looking over this sketch again, and I thought, did I forget something? The word now, I thought, I forgot to, to, to research that word now. So I did it this morning already. Take now. No, it does not mean today. Sometimes it now means do it now. Do it today. Do it immediately. Instantly. Sometimes it now means kind of do it. Hosanna. Deliver yet. Na is the word. Means it has to happen. There is no way to escape this. Take now. Do it now. You know, sometimes parents, your father says, come on, do now. He doesn't mean especially today, but that you have someday to do it. Hosanna. Here, take now. Take now. So, a very serious command. 
He said, take now thy son. It was. He didn't ask to, he didn't ask to take a, a neighbor child or an animal. No, take now thy son, thine only son, Isaac. But Isaac was not the only son, was he? But also Ishmael. Yes, that is true. But Ishmael was not the son. Isaac was in a, a son in a very special way. As the covenant child, as you can read in Romans 9, the child of the flesh and the child of the promise. She was the child of the promise, whom thou lovest. The first time in the Bible that word love is mentioned. So Abraham, he loved the boy. Immensely he sighed him, in him the Christ. And get thee into the land of Moriah. You know where it is? By now Jerusalem is. Moriah was Jerusalem. So he is supposed to take now, to take now his son, his only son, the son he loves so much, the son is the beginning of the generations and of Christ coming. He has to sacrifice him and to bring him for a burnt offering. A burnt offering? Why not a sin offering? Or something else. Not by a burnt offering. A burnt offering is the most serious of the sacrifices. Burnt offering is in Greek. You hear something there. Holocotalma. What did you hear? Just listen. Holocotalma. Do you hear words? Holocaust in there. So it is the mass extinction of the Jewish people. Holocaust. Burned off it means everything. Everything is burned. The intestines and the, skin and then the skin and the head and the legs and they cut the whole animal in pieces and it has to be given completely to the Lord explaining the anger of God against sin. A bird offering is the most serious sacrifices. And he has to burn him. He has to cut him. He has to make him a burnt offering. Is that not strange? God is asking Abraham the impossible. How can he do that? He is not only his son, it is his only son, it is the covenant son, it is the promised son, it is the coming of Christ, and now killing him in such a cruel way. Impossible. The cow 
to sacrifice to offer him. And yet he had to do that. And yet he did. After these things, taken on. And yes, he loved him. And he has to give him now to the Lord. The Lord was examining him, testing him, uh, tempting him. The word to tempt is the same word as to try, the same word as to test, the same word as to examine. The Lord, of course, knew it, knew it already. He knew what Abraham had in mind. But they wanted to teach him. They wanted to lead him further. The Lord didn't want him to stay at, at Genesis 12. But they wanted him to, to exercise him. To lead him. To push him a little harder. To make him a little closer. To make him a little more serious about those things about those things. See, the Lord loves his people, but they still also strive. There's still also challenges needed. Let me show you that from the Bible. You know those blessed, those, those temptations like Abraham's can be a real blessing. Blessed is the man that endureth temptation. For when he is tried, he shall receive the crown of life, which the Lord has promised them that love him. Amen. If you obey the Lord, you see the crown of life. Or 1 Corinthians 10. There has no temptation taken you, but success is common to man. But God is faithful, who will not suffer you to be tempted above that you're able. But with the temptation also make a way to escape, that he may be able to bear it. So when the Lord is tempting his people. Also, he also gives them a way to escape and it will be not too much. I read in Hebrews 12 that afterwards, not during the time of temptation, but afterwards, it is rewarded. Now, no chastening for the peasants seemeth to be joyous, but grievous. Nevertheless, afterward, it yieldeth the peaceful fruit of righteousness unto them which are exercised thereby, exercised by God's temptations and challenges and suffering and crosses. And uh, you know this, right? Romans 8, verse 28. And we know 
all things. All things work together for good to them that love God, to them that are called according to his purpose. Abraham, also for you, it must all work together for good. But it's hard when the Lord challenges his people as the heavens are higher than the earth, so are thy ways. My ways, Lord says, higher than your ways, and my thoughts than your thoughts. Because children don't have an easy life. Abraham, Jacob, Isaac, Joseph, David, Job, Jonah, Jeremiah, Lord is testing his people. And he brings them from Genesis 12 to Genesis 22 and leads them further so that the roots go deeper. And how is Abraham responding? Our second thought. Here I am. I am willing to obey. What is it, Lord? Here I am. He's willing to surrender, willing to be taught, willing to be tested. And he is trusting the promiser, not the promise so much. The promiser. He has such a high respect for the Lord. Then the Lord says, Take now thy beloved son, thy only son, as in the impossible. David says, Yeah. And Abraham rose up early in the morning. Why? Why early? To um, avoid questions from Sarah? Or he couldn't sleep anyway. He just turned around from one side to the other side and thought, I thought, I better go. Or was it eager to obey the Lord? I don't know. But what, what we know is this. He obeys. He is going. He does not delay. And Abel rose up early in the morning and said his ass, why did he not ask his servants to do that? Claving wood. He was a very rich man, had many servants. But he wanted to go on. Rose up early in the morning and said his ass and took two of his young men with him and Isaac. His son claved the wood for the burnt offering and rose up and went unto the place of which God had told him. This is nothing else but faith. Faith is the key word here. 
Let me also explain that from Hebrews 11. Hebrews 11 is about the bank of faith, right? So by faith, Abraham was called to go out to a place which which he should after receive for inheritance, obeyed. And he went out, not knowing where he went. By faith, he sojourned in the land of promise, as in a strange country, dwelling in tabernacles with Isaac and Jacob, the heirs with him of the same promise. By faith, Abraham, when he was tried, offered up Isaac. And he that had received the promises offered up his only begotten son, of whom it was said that in Isaac shall thy seed be called. Accounting that God was able to raise him up, even from the dead, from when those who received him in a figure. So they traveled to Moriah. And when they come close to one of the mountains, the Lord has appointed them, Abraham said to his servants, you wait here. Be going to worship. Wait until we are back. What? Why did Abraham not be honest and say, until I am back? It's implied in the Hebrew text that he says, we will be back. He knew it. The Lord would somehow solve this. He would not lose Isaac. He knew that. Care me, Lord. I trust thee, Lord. We will be back, young man. Wait you the donkeys. We will be back. Accounting that God was able to raise him up even from the dead. From Wenzel, so he received him in the figure. The event. By faith. And then he is walking up the mountain. I see the a father willing to give his only begotten son. Right? Does it sound sound the same way? A father giving his only begotten son with the wood on his back. See the wood on his back? The cross. The is willing to give his only begotten son. And that place, Moriah, is the same as Jerusalem. Some say the same as Calvary. 
And Abraham took the wood. He had a knife. But Isaac spake to his father, and he said, My father, I also like that, that, that warmth, that the relationship between Abraham and his son, Isaac. He, I, I my father, my, my son. He said, Behold, the fire, the, the fine little box or vessel or pot. My father, Behold the fire in the wood, but there is the, la- the lamb. Isaac is asking, where's the lamb? Makes sense, right? Where's the lamb for the bird offering? And Abel said, my son, God will provide himself. A lamb for a burnt offering. The Lord will take care of that. And from this text is the word providence, right? Provide, providence, the Lord provides with food and drink and shelter and help and comfort and company and friendship, and the Lord is good. But this is especially about the Lamb. Especially about the Lord Jesus. So in fact, Abel is saying, my son, the Lord will provide the burnt offering. And is that not what the past weeks are about? God the Father has given his only because of Son, whom he loved to be a sacrifice, to be a burnt offering, to provide everything, to give all the churches needed, salvation, everything, all they need for time and for eternity, for body and soul. Abraham, believe that. By faith, Abraham did that. By faith, Abraham, when he was tried, offered up Isaac, and he that had received the promises, offered up his only begotten son. See that? His only begotten son. Often it was said, in Isaac shall thy seed be called. So he received the confirmation again. The Lord will provide salvation. The Lord God will provide himself. He believed it. And may I say in this morning service, the Lord has provided. The Lord has provided for his church. He will in a special sense, he has given his only begotten son as a, as a sacrifice for sin. He has been given. And may God give us that faith in him. 
faith in the Lord Jesus Christ. Brings to the third one. Abraham came to the top of the mountain. He built an altar of stone. I suppose Isaac helped him? Not? Why not? He could also carry the wood on his back, so he could also have his bring those stones, make an altar. And somehow, I don't know, how, how did he feel about it? How did Isaac feel about it? He bound him. Used ropes, he bound him, and he put him on the altar, on the wood. The wood he had carried. He was now on the wood, like the Lord Jesus on the cross. And he was looking at that knife, that butcher knife. He reached out for it. And the Lord said, Abraham, Abraham. I don't read that he had already on top of him. He was reaching out for it, right? As you can read in the Bible, Verse 9, they came to the place which God had told them of, and Abraham built an altar there, and laid the wood in order, and bound Isaac his son, and laid him on the altar upon the wood. And Abraham stretched forth his hand, and took the knife, so he stretched out his hand, the knife, and took the knife, to slay him. That is not dramatize those. And make them more vivid than they are. But the Lord stopped him. Abraham, Abraham, he says, Here I am. And he says, Lay not thine hand upon the lad. Neither do thou anything unto him. For now I know. Today, now, I know that thou fearest God. See, thou hast not withheld, withheld thy son, thine only son, from me. See that? Look at verse 11. Look at verse 11. And the angel of the Lord called unto him, the angel of the Lord, who is that? Well, you also can compare that to verse 15. And the angel of the Lord called unto Abraham out of heaven at the second time and said, By myself have I sworn, saith the Lord, for because thou hast done this thing, has not all thy son and only son in blessing, I will bless thee. So who is the angel of the Lord in verse 15 and 16? As God himself. Or at least included the Lord Jesus himself. So Abraham is knife. 
Dan zul je toe schreeuwen. De ene Lord zet stop het. De Lord Jesus zet stop het. De Lord Jesus zet no way. How can Christ do that? How can he allow it? He himself wants to be there. He himself wants to be on the cross. He himself wants to experience the wrath of the Holy God. He wants to be the burnt offering. He wants to be the Holocaust. He wants billions of hells to burn upon him. He wants to absorb the total wrath of God against sin of mankind. Lord's Day 15. So the Lord Jesus is stopping Abraham. The angel of the Lord said, and it's clear from the context that it's not just a messenger, not an angel. It is the angel, the angel of the Lord. We could also put an angel in, in capitals. By myself I have sworn, say the Lord. The Lord cannot break his promises. The Lord is doing what he has said. And therefore, the Lord says, I provide. And the angel of the Lord called out of heaven. See that? And Abraham lifted up his eyes and looked, and behold, behind him a ram caught in a thicket by his horns. And Abraham went unto the ram and offered him up for a burnt offering. And Abraham called the, the, the place Jehovah Jireh. As it is said to this day, in the mount of the Lord it shall be seen. The Lord will see to it. The Lord will provide. The provide is to see to. I will see to it. It is the Lord will provide. So what does this mean to us? I read in Romans 4 the following words. Now this was not written for his sake alone that it was imputed to him but for us also to whom it shall be imputed if we believe on him that raised up Jesus our Lord from the dead. So this is not risen for Abraham's sake. Now it was not written for his sake alone, but it was imputed to him. It, it, but for us also, to which shall be imputed. If we believe in him. So we need that faith in the Lord Jesus Christ, who has been provided by the Father. The Lord stopped him. 
but the Lord did not stop when Christ died on the, on the cross. He hung there. He was taking in the wrath of God. And he had to drink the last drop out of the cup. He had to die consciously. And he laid down his life. And he was at wrath. Third fault. Abraham was stopped. He did not kill his only son. And he looked back, and behind him was a ram caught in the thicket, provided by the Lord. And he could take the ram and kill it and burn it as a burnt offering instead, instead of Isaac. So that is a substitution, right? Not Isaac, but the ram. And so it is also today. Not him that believeth on him, but the Lord Jesus Christ. He is that substitute for sinners who take refuge unto him and see salvation nowhere else but in him. He is that sacrifice. He is that burnt offering. Let me show you what this means from Zechariah 13. Think of that knife of Abraham. Compare that to Zechariah 13. Awake! Who is sleeping? Who is sleeping? Awake! The sword! Awake, O sword, against my shepherd and against the man that is my fellow, Seer, the Lord of hosts. Smite the shepherd. And the sheep shall be scattered. And I will turn mine hand upon the little ones. So the Lord Jesus is the shepherd. And his father used the sword. And made the sword alive. Woke it up. And slew his only son. A few centuries later. After Abraham signified Ram, a few centuries later, Solomon built the temple at that same place. And a few centuries after that, the veil of the temple rent from the top to the bottom, the same place. He provided the Lord Jesus pay the price in full. Abraham was right that the Lord will provide himself for his glory, for his pleasure, for his honor. He did it all for himself. That's the reason why the Lord saves people. For himself. The Lord gets pleasure on it. The Lord gets joy over it. So let me ask, 
Do you desire that Savior? Who is exemplified by the Ram? Do you, do you desire him? Come tell me. Do you say? Do you desire him? No? Do you trust in him? You don't? Are you waiting for him? What are you waiting for? Today, you hear his voice. Hard or not your heart? Have you never put your hands on the head of this lamb? Have you never touched the hem of the garment? Have you never said, Esther, if I perish, I perish, but I will go to the king? Have you never looked in, in, with eyes of faith upon the serpent in the wilderness? Have you never eaten of his flesh? The Lord has provided. And the Holy Spirit persuades sinners to seek salvation only in him. He's the only begotten son. There's no other name given among men by whom we must be saved. Or if you know about, about that, if you have believed on that lamb, if you have trusted in him, it will be now. Then give thanks to God for such an unspeakable gift. Back to verse 1. They say, verse 2, and he said, Take now. Remember the word now? Take now. Take now. Take now. Feel the power in the word now. Take now. Also this morning. Take now. Repent now. Believe now. See salvation only in him. That failures ran from the top of the mountain. The Lord has provided all things. You don't need to pay. You don't need money. You don't need price. It's completely free. Let the Lord rescue you. And pray, Lord, Hosanna. Deliver now. Hosanna. Similar to but now. Hosanna. Lord, save me now. Save me now. In this world, in, in this world, we will experience tribulation and temptation and testing and examining and burdens and crosses. But the Lord will make it now. All things must work together for good. Amen.